0: And what people don't realize is, people tend to buy more of the feelings. And in turn, as they are buying the feelings, buying into the feelings, buying into how they felt, they are buying the products. Let's take Apple as a case study. A lot of people buy the products not because of the functionality of the phone. I mean, we could argue that, but a heavy, heavy reason that people patronize the Apple product is really about the status quo, is that Apple has succeeded in selling a story
1: to its customers, and I'm one of them. Fortunately or unfortunately. But what differentiates you from me and you know from one another is the narrative, the stories. How are you telling your story? We are a story away from the next person anywhere in the world.
2: a simple way to tell stories which you know we, we can learn you know i could i could you no know, i could elaborate a lot more but i think there's the best better way to do this is say check out over his book there, there's a free chapter that you can get you know have a read see whether you what he what he's he's writing what he's saying resonates with you and you can learn strategies there so there's a whole book on business storytelling you know that's that's a good place to start
3: I'm the author of the Storytelling series for small businesses and content creators. In Obehe podcast, we talk about the power of your story, your narrative, and why you should own your voice. Whether you are a small business owner, a content entrepreneur, or you simply want to build your influence, Storytelling is probably going to be your best instrument to connect with your audience. So join the awakened few who are owning their voices. Let's get started with today's episode.
2: So, I'm Annie. I am a digital marketer. So, I help businesses get famous that way, they can sell more. So you know, I do many different tricks to help my clients get in front of the target audience. Part of that is you know, essentially working with people like Obehi who do amazing things. You know, I love working with authors especially, because I think sharing your knowledge, packing your knowledge, you know, packing your knowledge, sharing your knowledge with other people to learn from. is such an, such an important thing for all of us, whatever culture you're from. So Abahid mentioned how, how he got into writing his books. You know, I'm all, for, I'm all for authors to sell more. So when I get a chance to put, get them in front of more people, I take I take that chance very seriously. So part of what we do is, you know, we do email marketing. That means my guarantee to get you in front of thousands of your type, of your target audience every month. We send 2,000 email emails a month, or oh, it's 2,000 emails a month every week. You can work that out. I know what I mean. So 2,000 by four. All right? Uh, apart from that, so I do these audio rooms, so we tend to plan it, organize it, and then do the inviting. And also, you know, I so said, my favorite thing these days is book marketing. So as I always say, if you want to write a book, don't know where to start. Let's have a conversation. I've got a team of writers, editors, publishers who will happily bring your book dreams to life. My part is obviously marketing the book for you. That we actually sell the book. Um, so, you know, if, if you've got a book or it sits on Amazon or a bookshelf somewhere that's not selling, let's have a conversation. I can help you definitely sell those books. So, back to our points. So I mentioned many very important points about storytelling. So, when, when you look at the difference between personal storytelling and brand storytelling, you know, and determining, you know, I'm going to touch on many of them as I try and explain. From our point of view as a marketer, what we do and how we tell our client stories. Okay, so you know we know storytelling is for a reason. We know when you when is, when done properly, it can transform your sales, your community, your engagement. You know, create your credibility, your relationships with your potential customers. You know, so but let's talk about the personal storytelling for a second. So when I tell personal stories, when you tell personal stories to a friend, for example, you know, you are essentially, you have, you know, you have an aim, though the aim is never as as, as strategic as a business storytelling is. You know, let, let me give you an example, you know, so if, you've got, you, know, if you go on Facebook, for example, I'm sure you see many stories, you see many, many, many posts about different things. You know, the one that everyone knows people love to see is posts about cats, pets, babies, food. Yeah. People love that stuff on Facebook because Facebook is a personal relationship platform. You know, so quick show of hands. Do you like, you know, so who, you know who likes and engages with pictures of pets and babies and food on Facebook? Give me a thumbs up if you do. Roland, Roland does it well. I'm glad Craig does. Okay, a few people do. London does it well. Okay, superb. Amanda, I see you too. Right. You see, when people share personal stories like that on Facebook, what they're trying to do essentially is, on the one hand, entertain people. They also want to, I guess... And they want to show you that you know, they're like you within reason and that's why we share personal stories now the so the sad part really when when we look at social media is we we're just looking for cheap engagement you know likes, comments, emojis, you know reach now the things that we call vanity metrics in the business world see now the aims when you do pers- when you tell personal stories Very different to telling stories on on LinkedIn, for example. On LinkedIn, we're much more strategic. We're much more much more focused on here called it people taking action. You know, we're here on LinkedIn to tell stories that get people to uh, um, um, like us, trust us, and buy from us. You know, for that to happen, I guess there's, there's, there's different components of how storytelling goes. Now, for those who were here, who were here in the earlier rooms, now, I guess you know, we've, we've talked about the way storytelling is done. You know, it's a, on a simple level, there's many different models that you can look at. On a simple level, we create a you know, story goes along the lines of you create a situation. There's a situation, you know, and then there's conflict. There's conflict, you know, which, you know, so, something so, something's wrong, something, something's necessary to be done. There's no, there's something that, that needs to, to be done to solve this situation, and there's always a hero who fixes the problem, you know. And ultimately, you know the, that hero. Obviously, you know. Then there could there could be a continuation, a part two of this story. Where essentially, you know, there's there's the situation, there's conflict, there's a solution, and then there's a hero who finds a solution, and then everyone's happy. That's storytelling in a nutshell. You know, so it's, in a, in a, in a personal context, you know, I guess I would say the situation is much more, you know, it's much more fluid. You know, there can be many different situations. There's no strategy, really. You know, there's no great plan. You know, in in a personal situation, you know, the conflict is, you know, you're my problem essentially. You know, because I'm talking about me, 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 me. as personal storytelling for you, for you. You know, so and you know, when I talk about my problems, then I tend to be the hero that solves my my own problem. You know, so in personal storytelling, you know, you it's about your problem, you with you as the hero and you as the one who supports yourself to support you know and whoever helps you to to solve that problem, and the supporting cast as we call them. When it comes to brand storytelling, you know, essentially. The conflict is a is the is it's your potential customer's problem that you're trying to talk about. There's no point talking about your problems because no one cares about your problems. You know, you want to talk about you, you want to relate to your potential customers by saying, right, I get you. So, you know, I understand the situations that you're dealing with, I understand my target markets, I understand what you care about. You know, and essentially it's in, in brand storytelling, the hero is not the business, the hero is the potential customer you know so my job as a business my job as a marketer is to convey to you how my client solution will give you the answer to solve that problem and, you know i can't come and say i'm going to solve the problem for you what i say is no i can empower you i can equip you and give you the tools you need the resources the mindsets everything you need to be the hero to solve that problem. You know, and then soon as you know, as a business, our role is that supporting cast role. You know, we're facilitators essentially. I, I mentioned just now how I work with amazing people like he You know, literally, you know, so the hero of my story is Obih. You know, as, as as a business, I'm just I'm just I'm just a supporting cast. I'm here to support him to help more people. When everything goes well, then he you know, he comes out smelling of roses. He's a hero. He's the one you turn to to buy from. You know this is this is how business storytelling works. So I hope that explains, in some degree of you know, good detail, how brand storytelling and personal storytelling differ. Over here, back to you, my friend.
3: Thank you, Annie. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really do. I want to just spend a few seconds there uh, extending that line that you threw out there, which is. that in this case, this example, you treat me as a hero because you are projecting me. And I want to quickly say that for me too, uh, the hero of my work is not me, it can never be me. They are my audience, the people that I'm serving. To give an example of that, uh, last week we did an audio room, not this one. In that particular room, we talked about ancestral healing. Then I brought in a guest Uh, a a coach in this area. Uh, She was a hero of the room, not me, even though I was the one hosting it. And of course, this will later be demonstrated later on when she happily called me. Ah, listen, the room that we did yesterday, I've gotten three clients from there contacting me. I was very, very happy because that was my intention. My intention is to bring in people and expose their story to the audience. Their success is my success. If they fail, I am the one that fail. So the hero are always the people who are receiving your communication, the audience. But the communication, often they say, is at the receiving. Not just you doing the blah, 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 blah. No, the communication is the person who is receiving the information that you are transmitting. So I really want to thank you so much for that, Annie. And of course, another thing that we usually attach to that or we must pay attention to when telling story is emotion. And this is whether we are telling personal story or we are telling business story. We must learn how to lace emotion into the story. Otherwise, it will not work. Anyway, now it's time for uh, Hannah, our co-host. Uh, Hannah, yes, we are here listening to you. Thank you, my dear. Go on.
0: Thank you so much, Obehi. Thank you so much, Any, for having me, my fellow co host And to everyone listening today, happy Monday, everyone. So my name is Hanai Dachaba, and I am a brand storyteller. And this conversation is right up my alley. Um, I really love these conversations because it's one thing that I love to talk about. So permit me, if I go off the tangent and act like a child in a candy store, it's just from a passionate standpoint. But I wanted to say that for me, the difference between brand storytelling and personal stories would be that one prioritizes structure and the other, well, not quite. And I'm so glad that Eni has shed some light to that regard when he spoke about the different layers and the breakdown of how to tell a you know, personal story and how to tell a brand story. Most times, you know, when people think about brand storytelling, They don't realize that you need to have a goal. You see more business owners and businesses somehow appear distant, sometimes even out of touch with reality because they fail to share stories. And that's how important storytelling is in business. Most times, this stems from the branding process, the inability to separate having authority from sounding robotic, In a bid to be professional, a lot is lost in the process. However, you know, more businesses are really leaning more towards storytelling. And I know this because a number of people reach out to me on a regular basis. And to me, that's proof that people are getting more interested in brand storytelling. So I'm really, really excited about the movement. Major brands infuse a lot of storytelling in their marketing campaigns brands like nike apple even coca-cola you see they have gotten into a big secret that a lot of us didn't find out until a number of years ago which is that you can sell the products or you can sell a story but the difference is when you're selling a story you're selling a feeling And what people don't realize is people tend to buy more of the feelings. And in turn, as they are buying the feelings, buying into the feelings, buying into how they felt, they are buying the products. Let's take Apple as a case study. A lot of people buy the products not because of the functionality of the phone. I mean, we could argue that, but a heavy, heavy reason that people patronize the Apple product is really about the status quo, is that Apple has succeeded in selling a story to its customers, and I'm one of them. Fortunately or unfortunately. I'll also say that there are also, you know, smaller brands that are using storytelling. And I'm going to use my co-host and myself as an example. You know, we are infusing stories in our brand stories we are telling our stories, we're telling our brand stories every day. You know, go and have a look at our page and have a feel of how we're able to use storytelling. I would soon use the mic, but I also want to share sort of like a quick, easy brand storytelling format. So if anyone listening and wondering, you know, how can I go about brand storytelling? I'm going to share just a quick format. You should first begin with where you are. Talk about where you've been, first of all. So how is your journey like? Talk about your journey process. What did you have to overcome to be where you are in your current position? It's not just for the sake of it, it's because you are sharing a part of your business that a lot of people can relate to. Then talk about where you are and highlight how your products or services are the best fit for your customers. Also highlight what connection you have with your story receptors. Like I said, this is just a quick and easy format. To get a more detailed, in-depth format for brand storytelling, send me a message and I'll be sure to respond after the event. I hope everyone is having a good week so far and I'm going to yield the mic to my co-host Obehi. Thank you so much for having me once again and you guys for being here.
3: Right, so we get to the most interesting part of the room, which is really the Q&A. Now, uh, of course, I will introduce the Q&A before I allow the people those who have just joined us to something. But they are going to, of course, either speak on that or uh, give a reflection. All right, there are three uh, points we are going to be reflecting on in this QA. The number one is what are the type of business stories to leverage today? Now, uh, what are examples out there to learn from. Number two is how business story is differ from telling your personal story. In that case, we might need some personal example if any. Number three is the right strategies to adopt business storytelling. Attached to that is what do you see to work better in your case? Alright, now we go to, I think the first person to join us in the room uh, Lance Bennett, please say something either in regard to Q and A or a reflection that you have for
4: us. Uh, thank you, thank uh, you, Obehi, for the uh, opportunity. And Any, uh, e., man is a legend here, so anything he's involved in, I try to jump in and get a get a little taste of that awesomeness uh, spread on me. And Hannah, appreciate the opportunity. Uh really this resonates with me, uh, not just because you know I'm I'm a I'm a character in and of myself. Uh, I love to tell stories. I love to hear people's stories. Um, when it comes down to branding and marketing, the origin story—if you guys are familiar with, like, um, with a, uh, Marvel, the Marvel—the origin story is really the most is really kind of the most intriguing. Is how how things got started. I call it whenever I'm working with a client. I say, "Hey, show me your baby pictures. You know, your 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 business when it started, when it was birthed. What did it look like? What what caused it? What I mean, what what started it? And then, uh, like you were saying, Annie, how everything is tied to emotion. Um, there is emotional reason uh, that drives people in business. There's emotions that causes people to start businesses. And I think that's super important, and, and especially what uh, Hannah was saying too, when it comes down to uh, people love to hear a story. so are you a is this a story of struggle and overcoming, or is this a story of uh, um you know of, of of overcoming adversity or 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 even when you're the little guy? So um another case study I just heard yesterday. Um, you talked about Coca-Cola, but a lot of people don't know. Pepsi realized there was no way that they could um, compete with Pepsi. i mean excuse me, with Coca-Cola, and just because of their brand storytelling and every Christmas they had all these, um, you know. So their their um, their slogan used to be, uh, Would you prefer Pepsi instead? Because every time somebody would ask for a Coke, um um uh, a Coke and they didn't have it, they would offer Pepsi. So what Pepsi did was, how many people have been in the United States have seen the uh, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut? And uh, no, Taco Bell, Domino's and KFC. So they're all tripled up or they're all doubled. So what they did was they said, we can't compete. So we're gonna buy these three companies or three, three franchises and make them use our products. So they said, we can't compete with you on this way. So because our story has a different turn, we're going to take a different route. And it's been very uh, successful for Pepsi to at least c- continue to be competitive. Thank you
3: so much for that. That, that is highly valuable. Uh, all right. We welcome all of you that are do- just joining us. Any, it's like you want to welcome some people too. Please go ahead and do that.
2: Okay. All right. Let me try and see where I uh, My screen just done what it does, which is refresh itself. Gloria, I see you. Alatunji, thank you for joining us. Elton, I see you too. Alalua, Falake, thank you so much for joining us. Carol, how are you doing? All right. This is this is the only one I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy this one. Right, Wilma, I see you in a, a, oh no. Someone help me out. Okay, let, let me open my screen so I can see you name know me for. Let me Is
0: it else. Enobawa, oh, no.
5: Enobawa. That's the
2: one, yeah, Enobawa. Hopefully we'll pronounce your name properly. If we don't, just raise your hand, come and tell us how to pronounce your name properly, please. Thank you, Hannah, you know, you're know, you a star. I, I appreciate you so much. Right, I think it's Anam. Um, I see you too, Anam. Um, Thank you for joining the essay. Thank you for joining us. May, the amazing May Raju is here as well. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. So we're talking about storytelling for business versus storytelling for personal purposes. So please do contribute to conversation, raise your hand, come and talk to us. So we have some questions, but we'd love to know your thoughts on even what you do. You know, how do you tell business stories stories that work for your companies? So do. Okay, we'll hey, back to you, my friend. Thanks, Hannah.
3: Thank you so much, Any. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, Annie, you I brought you here because you, you seem to know how to pronounce the name better than I do. And of course, I do apologize for that. Sometimes I just butcher people's name. I, I'm guilty of that. I'm so sorry.
5: <laughs> uh, my name was sorry. pronounced right, by the way. Sorry.
3: Uh, okay, okay. So, any, you got a pass, man. All
5: right. a lot
2: to me. I mean that, sincerely. I mean that. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for bearing <laughs> with me.
3: All right. Uh, uh, you, you, uh, uh Enobawa, you will speak about your name later. You will talk to Ross uh, just now. All right. Now is the time for Todd. So, please say something about uh, the, the, the Q&A or a reflection of the conversation that we are having today. Please go ahead and do that. Um.
5: Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm a business minded uh entrepreneur but I I'm starting to like maybe start up a business. I've tried uh affiliate marketing um like the current trends on businesses that I could uh run cuz I just turned 22 in April. So I'm still like in school and trying to see if I could like uh work on some businesses while I still go to school and then I work on my nine to fives. Um, so I've tried like a, I have a Shopify online, but it's currently not active. Um, but it's there, so I'm just working on that, and then thinking on some other stuff to do. Uh, I, I was I've attended a few seminars. I don't know if you guys heard about the Aspire Tour. There was an Aspire Tour in Dallas. Um, I attended it. Uh, with uh, Mr. Wonderful. And his partners, they talked about uh, businesses and uh, real estate and stuff. I took some voicemails on there. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm looking at right now, and pretty much just going to school and studying cybersecurity.
6: Thank you very much. I'm, um, I just wanted to introduce myself quickly. Um, I'm an American who worked in Hollywood for 30 years, and I now live on a on the Black Sea in a small fishing town called Sinope, The town is 3,000 years old, and I do a show uh, going around and visiting different ancient sites like the city of Pargamon, um, Izmir, the Old City, and different periods in the Black Sea, I've visited 20 cities there and I'm in the process of writing a book uh, about ancient food. So uh, this is uh quite new to me. it's a whole new life for me over here and um, I was very happy to find you guys and and uh, listen to you any about what uh, this the subject matter so that is essentially my story right there
3: thank you so much for that that is an incredible story that people should check out all right uh, hannah are you there i think you are introducing the next person as we are moving on please go ahead and do that
4: okay
0: so the next person that would be speaking would be angelica A friend of mine, Angelica, you have the floor. What you have to share with us today?
7: Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for introducing me. I appreciate you guys having me up here. What what I'd like to say about storytelling, and I'd love to everybody share, is um, it can also help us so that we can move forward and not give up. And um, I think of the story of, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken and how that started. Um, the Colonel and how he got his first Social Security check and he said, I'm not going to make it on this. So he went to different places to try to get a loan so that he could start his business. And he was rejected over a thousand times but he kept going. So I, I love those st- stories because it teaches us that um, we can get rejected many times, but we could we we need to just still keep on going because sooner or later somebody is going to listen and look at. He became a a um, great businessman. So. Um, I, I, I love those stories, so I, I love this. And I work with families that are disadvantaged, and what I do is i I share their stories on how they struggle and how they made it um, with our organization that helps them so that they can get the resources that they need so that they can continue moving forward and and becoming successful. So I, I really love this. And I love what Craig said about telling his story um, about Pergamum and this mirror because I love history. So uh, kudos to all of you guys and all of your wonderful stories. Thank you so much for having me up here. It's such an honor to be up here with the great, the greatest storytellers. And it's back over to you, beautiful Hannah.
0: Thank you so much, Angelica, and you rose a really, really important point about stories impacting other people, and this is why we have this event, is to encourage people to share their stories, and share it, you know, in the right way, and that's why we're sharing the processes and steps people need to take in sharing their business stories, so thank you once again for being here. The next person to speak is Kevin Holmes. Kevin, please unmute your mic, let's
8: hear what you have for us today. Good morning. Uh, my name is Kevin Holmes. Can everybody hear me?
2: Hello? Yeah, and clear. My friend. We
8: we oh, oh, okay. Yes. Hi. Um, you, know, you speak about uh, storytelling. I had uh, wrote a book called Daddy, I'm the Man You Could Have Been, and it all started about my dad, uh, the ins and outs, the gains and losses of him and... Uh, my life have changed because I wanted to be a better man than him. Um, I started investing in real estate when I was 22 years old. Um, And I love mentoring. And I tell my story of growing up in New York and Ruther projects. And when you talk about the beginning and where you at today, um, someone that never went to college, I went to trade school and being, being able to do all the things that I have done. Uh, I have real estate in New York, Charlotte, South Carolina, started a mentorship program. Um, so I really love this about telling someone your story because it resonates with me and being able to help somebody else. So um, thank you for the platform. Um, and my website is straighttalktoday.com. Um, and what we do is get back Uh, I teach people about real estate, um, investing, um, as well as uh, flipping, and so on and so forth. So my background is construction. I'm an electrician by trade, and uh, I retired three years ago. So one of the things that I tell people, when you have a job, always make your job work for you. Because while I was working for the city, I was investing in real estate. So I was able to retire at a young age. So. Thank you for the
3: platform. All right. Thank you so much for that, uh, Kelvin. We appreciate your sharing. Uh, we can I really feel your heart in it as you are sharing that story. That is uh, very important. That is the emotion that we were talking about before. Anyway, for those of you, especially those who are just joining us, the conversation today uh, is around uh, business storytelling. And We are looking at the difference between uh, personal storytelling and business storytelling, and of course, how to then in your
2: business, how to leverage it uh, maximum benefit uh, for you? Oh, you know, I say like I think I feel like Kevin and Angelica. Again, I like, I think like they made the point that there's many different types of stories. You know, th- there there is a crossover between using personal stories in business. I think mean, we have to recognise that. You know, when we say business storytelling, it doesn't just mean talking about. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not an abstract thing. you know, Business storytelling is still, it's still about people. It still involves the people in your business, you know, the people who, you know, who run businesses. You know, the, the question that people care about is more. Is is now, as, as you, you know, I guess, as you're both referring to, you know, is your why? You know, why did the KFC make a cut to corner Saunders' South chicken shop? You know, you know, you know, why is Kevin doing what he's doing? You know, literally, you know, Kevin has an inspiring story. You know, story of starting young, being successful, and then now helping people who are less fortunate. And yeah, so there's a place for these stories in business. It's not like, so I think it's, it's try, trying to just be sure that you are emphasizing your business as part of the solution, a part of, you know, what I call the support cast, to, to help other people be heroes. You know, I think they both, they both showed that very you know, beautifully, really. So that's what No, Thank you for sharing with us, both of you. We appreciate you. All right, thank you
3: for that. Back to you over here. Thank you. Thank you for that, Any. Thank you for that. All right, the next person that is going to be speaking, of course, uh, is Lone. Uh, but before you speak, I just want to remind us that the three key points that we are reflecting on just now are number one, what are the type of business story to leverage Any example out there to learn from? Number two is how business story is different from telling personal stories. Your personal example, if any. The third one is the right strategy to adapt in business storytelling. What do you see to work better in your case? Of course, we do this so that we share our personal experiences and other people can learn from us. So go on, it's your turn, Lone.
9: Good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me. I help people get their stories done, and sometimes they're very personal, but sometimes they're really business. And for those people who don't want to share their personal, personal stuff, but they have a solution, it's ideal. I'll give you an example. One client came to me with 200 books under his arm. (laughs) It was a big arm. Um, About the book, uh, the story of um, the history of Solitaire. Yeah, the card game. And uh, he has a website, and he was wanting to launch software for this gaming website. Um, LasVegasSolitaire.com. And he wasn't sure how to present the material because it was very academic. It would have read like a gigantic bibliography. And so the reason I wanted to have a moment here was to share with you guys, those of you who have more of a uh, solutions-driven book or service, what have you, your book will be solutions-driven or informational. You can still insert yourself. And so what I did was I explored his why, of course he had the website, but also, <clears throat> excuse me, what compelled this man to want to share this, this mystery. There's actually a mystery behind the name and the game of solitaire. And so I, as his ghostwriter, I delved into what that might be and created a really wonderful nonfiction read for him that inserted him here and there with his why. But a lot of it was, um, focused on what the uh, the avatar cared about, the game, the name, the history, the, the, those kind of things. I know I keep saying history, but history can be kind of dull unless someone can really zhuzh it up and make it colorful, make it come to life. And I presented it as the mystery that it was. And so his brand story in it had interjections of him and his why, but mostly it was a focus on this unraveling of hundreds of years of mystery. And I just want to share that with those because not everybody wants to share their personal uh, saga, but they have something important that they want the world to know about. Thanks for having me.
3: That's powerful. I really love that. I really do. You said before, we were talking about uh, using uh, brand story, talking about our brand story and of course creating a hero around it. But sometimes it's also very powerful that we let our face shine in the business. Because, yeah, irrespective of the kind of business that we are in, whether we are looking at a 4 to 500 or the big multinational, at the end of the day, what people really want to connect to, especially in this day and age, the person behind the brand. If we can find that human being, where you are falling, where you are rising, the mistake that you have made, and how and why you are even doing what you are doing to stand better chance of success. So yeah, it is very important that we learn how to leverage our personal story because, after all, the people that you are, that you are speaking to, the people you are targeting, they are human beings. So if we just have a well curated story that is talking about a brand, a kind of, uh, I don't know, it can be even Apple for example. If we if Apple didn't put human being in their story, it would not work very well. So that human element of that is who we are, in what we do, is always going to win any day so thank you so much for really sharing that
10: okay. okay okay i i like today because there's a crossover between the personal story and your business story i believe personally that your personal story becomes a business story when the end result include other persons service to other persons so your your personal story Starts off as a personal story, it becomes a business story in my view because everybody's personal story can become a business story if it serves its end result is to serve other people. So your story, to you me, are needed. Personal or business has a signature rhythm that, in my mind, is very important. This signature rhythm increases in intensity. As soon as it merges with a kindred spirit. And a kindred spirit to me is who needs to hear your story. It's who you need to serve at a particular time. And it moves from one level to another level. So your business story starts out as a transactional story because it helps you to monetize. And so that is the reason why. Those persons in KFC and so on had a hard time starting out because they did not establish their signature rhythm and they did not listen to the beat so they could merge it with the kindred spirit. So he went to several persons and it became a sense story because he did not understand that you must merge your story, your business story especially, with a kindred spirit. I believe, for example that it moves from transactional and becomes a service. So your story becomes a service story. It becomes a solution that produces champions. I for one believe that as a leader and a leadership coach, that a true leader is one who has overcome adversity and trying circumstances. That's the real leader in my book and still emerge stronger and more hopeful and more amplified. And as I engage in that area of my business, I allow individuals, leaders especially, Christian leaders, because I'm a Christian leader, to tell their story. And in that story, learn to how to overcome the challenges and turn negatives into opportunities, negative occurrences into opportunities. Because as a leader, your levels of success is more attached or aligned to your signature rhythm which is your significance
0: wonderful wonderful contribution dr Masia, and i gotta say i love the crossover especially when you spoke about personal stories being able to be business stories. because so at the end of the day, it's who you are that you're putting on the forefront and saying to people, you know, this is who I am and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So that was such an interesting, powerful take. The next person that would speak to us today is Carol Pike. Hi, Carol. What do you have to say to us today?
11: Hi. Yeah. Thank you for um, allowing me to speak here. I just want to add another dimension to the whole storytelling. I'm a personal brand strategist, and I talk about story in terms of the story you tell the moment you show up before you've uttered a single word, and that story begins with the story you tell yourself. And thank you, Dr. Marcia, for that, because it is all about you, so it can be all about the people that you're here to serve. And I've got a concept called Sparkle, and sparkle is to know who you are, understand the value you bring to the table and then show up unapologetically on purpose. So if you are telling yourself the, win, the, the, the story that you are a winner, that you have something to bring to the table that will make a difference in other people's lives, how you show up, you show up unapologetically. There is no such thing as imposter syndrome and you're not comparing yourself to other people. So the storytelling is, yes, it is the written word. It is what it is that we speak. But it's also how you show up. Because you cannot show up as a winner if the story you are telling yourself is, I can't do that. Or I'm not like somebody else. Or, oh, I could never do it that way. You can never show up in the way that you want to consistently. So, I want us when we think about story, because the the words that you write are coming from your heart. We need to be driven from that place to tell the stories that we tell, because it's all about connecting and engaging with people. And I can say to you that actually I'm the most sophisticated four year old you'll ever meet because I had a second stroke in 2019. I'm living with retrograde amnesia. My consciousness of the world is only four years old and that's challenging. But it brings a whole new dimension and perspective to everything. So I'm using my adversities to tell a greater story. And it's that whole thing of understanding you and showing up as you, because there's a U-shaped hole that's waiting for you to show up and tell your story. Oh, sorry. I think uh,
3: um, any wanted to make a comment on this because uh, this is really very valuable.
11: I truly love
2: that, Carol. Thank you so much for coming for joining our room. I've tried to invite you so many times. I'm, I'm glad you came eventually. I mean that sincerely. You know, I think you know your point. You know, authenticity is crucial in any types of story you're going to tell, whether it's personal or business, but especially in business. You know, people have to be, they have to believe you. You know, you have to you know, that's come from the heart, like you said. You, know, you have to be genuine. You know, we can't just make up stories. You know, we literally, if you don't feel it, no one's going to feel it either. I think someone mentioned right at the beginning, uh, so you know, we have to feel the stories that we tell. You know, so I think it's, it's it's an important lesson. You know, I'm not I'm not saying the big brands to get it right necessarily. You know, kind of mentioned Apple earlier. You know, I, I've got a Mac. Like, once you once you have one, you're a believer, right?
5: Yes. So you know, yes.
2: I think we're convinced out. We fall into the idea, their the narrative that we're part of an exclusive group of high achievers. But I think for small businesses, we have to be genuine. You know, are we are we really going to create a you know a community, you know, of of you know, of of you know, successful people? But if someone buys you no know, food from my shop, really, you Now, there's there's a story we have to tell. But it must be it must resonate. It must be genuinely, you know, from our hearts and something that we have genuinely been through. Like you said, how we show up, you know, how this, that's it matters. When we tell the story, please, do you want to add to it?
11: I think the thing that we. I was is- just going
0: to say. No. I was just going to say, like, powerful story, Carol. Carol. I really, really love the stories that we're getting today. It's making me all giddy because they're such powerful stories. And I just find it a privilege to be here listening to all of these wonderful stories. But I also wanted to say that you rose a really, really valid point about how we portray ourselves and what we write about ourselves and what we say about ourselves. And it ties in line with what I say to clients a lot of the time is how you portray. Portray yourself is how people perceive you in the end. So the ability to stay vulnerable and yet show strength is such a thin line, but it's such a skill that is necessary in business. Because in as much as you want to show your journey and you want you want to also appear as vulnerable, there's also the importance of portraying yourself as capable. Because how can I trust you as a client, as a customer, if I don't feel like you can handle my services or you know, you could help me out. So that's such a valid, valid point about how we portray ourselves. The words that we use on ourselves, how we write it, how we say it, all of this is really important. I just wanted to add that.
11: Mm. I think the other thing to just remember is that people buy from people. It doesn't actually, when we talk about AI and all of those elements, it's a people element. If you think about all of the big brands, how it is we give them human characteristics, so that whole remembering that actually people are buying you before they buy anything else.
2: Such a big point, Carol, such a big point, Carol. Really, you know, it's you know, say people buy from people, and I love how you left it at the end that you know, they're buying you. People buy people essentially. They're buying from you because of you. They're buying you, your credibility, your authority, your image. You know, how, who, how you show up, who you are, where you've been. You know, that's. I think that's so important in what we do as as, as businesses. You know, I get clients who just want to, you know, they want to post product pics all day. I'm like, no, let's tell some stories. Let's show who you are. Let's show something about you. You know, it's, it's a struggle half the time, but you know, it can be done. It's what we should be doing. It's what resonates. It's what it's what sells. That's what we're here for ultimately. You know, just to remind everyone, storytelling is about selling. The, you know, they want them to actually go and you like, connect with us. They relate to us, buy from us. That's when storytelling really works. Before I give the mic back to Obehi or Hannah, let me do a few more mentions. I love to mention people as we go. William, I see you. David Essan, I see you too, my friend. Um, Emily, I see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Shubra, thanks for being here. The amazing Ruth. Ruth, how are you doing? The Ruth the, you know, runs a media company where she gets my my clients into biggest publications in the world. Yeah. There's, great, there's great people around you in the audience. Look, connect with people around you. Follow them, follow each other, send connection requests afterwards. Talk to people. You never know who can help you or who who, who you can help. I mean, people on stage, and you know, I know I'm I'm amongst legends. I really am. You know, if you don't know who Lonnie Ray is, then you're missing out. So if you don't know who Dr. Marcia is, who, who Carol is, and you know, it's not, literally people on stage. And you know, I see poor Angelica is there as well. Lance, like, these are amazing people. That's not to mention this, you know, the three of us, me, Obehi, and Hannah, you know, do connect with all of us. You <laughs> never know you can help, We can help you. So I pass the mic back to you, Obehi. All
3: right, yeah, I think that is so. Hannah, Hannah, who is the next person speaking?
2: We have
0: Olatunji next. Hi, Olatunji, what do you have for us today?
1: Well, it, it's good to be here. Um, How's everybody doing today? I want to appreciate everybody. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I came in a pre- pretty late, right? Uh, I had some events and it's good to be here. Um, let me speak quickly to what we have right here. Uh, there's a pyramid that is very uh, foundational to business model canvas. And that's a pyramid of the resources, transaction, value, and narrative, all right? Uh, is when you begin to do some very deep and business construct that you, you know, you see that, uh, body of knowledge. People just go straight away to the nine components and business model canvas or lean model canvas. but it all started from the RTVN pyramid. All right. And then um, the R is resources. The T is transaction. The V is value. And the N is the narrative. You see, until the narrative is there your resources does not make sense. No matter the transaction strategy, you're not making sense. No matter the value you're bringing, you're not making sense because you are amongst human. You are selling to human. Have you heard before that people don't remember uh, what you say or whatever it is about you, but how you make them feel? How you make them feel is embedded in your story. How you make them feel is embedded in your narratives. All right. Uh, It's very interesting to know today that uh, it's becoming more competitive, that we have outstanding resources. That can give us the best value when they are properly transacted. But what differentiates you from me and, you know, from one another is the narrative, the stories. How are you telling your story? We are a story away from the next person anywhere in the world. But what, what story are you telling? How are you telling the story? It's very important that we know today that businesses are not just constructs of, um, uh, knowing how to solve a problem. But how are you connecting? It's like, you know, everybody is communicating, like, um, you know, John Maxwell would say, everybody is communicating, but only if you are connecting. How are you connecting, all right? You don't just make the contact. You need to be able to convert the contact, all right? So converting the contact comes from that point of intersection between your story and your target audience. We are all, you know, are living stories. We are all living stories. So we, 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 we go towards the direction of the story that fits with our own, that fits into our own narrative. And you move like that. So um, it's very important in business that uh, no matter the resources, no matter the transaction strategy, no matter the value you're able to convert, you must pay attention to the narratives. All right, and uh, that's why I, I always see you know, uh, see this, this proverb as one of the best business advice you can ever get. Uh, if you cannot smile, don't open a shop. That's from, you know, China. Uh, don't open a shop if you cannot smile. Don't wait until you have something to sell before you begin to sell. All right? That's the mistake, uh, you know, people make. Until they have, in quotes, a product or services to render before they now begin to sell. You are a product, that must be sold. As a person, you must be able to convey yourself in stories. Your actions, your inactions are stories. You need to make it interesting. Let it be a, a movie that will sell out at the cinema until then, before you can now, you know, convert this. That, that's another level of you know understanding. Now you are not able to convert this, you know, uh, uh, benefits. Of a, a well-sold uh, story of a personal brand before you can now put it on any other thing. That's it. So it's very important that for business, all students of storytelling. And um, the only thing that gets a story better is when it is stressed, as as it is authentic. That's it. You don't need the mechanical accuracy of storytelling, you only need the authenticity of tourist yeah. telling. And the more you say it, the more genuine you say it, the more genuine it becomes. And you know, it begins to open you up to many things. And so many times, that is the lifesaver for businesses, even when they are going down, when you remember the story, come on, you come back. <laughs> when you remember the story, okay, oh, come on, come on. I, I I didn't start because I had resources. I didn't start because I could transact my resource for value. I started because I had a story that the world must hear. And when you realize that, come on, it's like they are not hearing the story. The thing is, you know, you now need to work on the means of getting the story across. That's that's you know the technicalities. But the thing is, you must have a. St- story in form of product and services that you have to sell and don't forget the Chinese proverb don't open a shop if you cannot smile and don't wait until you have something to sell before you begin to sell yourself you are a story in motion please sell yourself well be a sold out movie in the cinema thank you so much it's a pleasure to be here again i i, I appreciate you all uh thank you
3: thank you so much today thank you thank you very much that, that is so powerful if i really we spend time uh, uh, commenting on what you have said because there is a lot of nugget out there that I think um, people in the room, of course, those that are going to listen to, to this recording are going to appreciate because it's highly, highly valuable. Uh, yeah, a number of times we have said here that the audience are at the centerpiece of what we are doing. It means that the story that we are telling should actually reflect them. And there is no one who does not who have a story to tell. I say that because some people think that they don't have story, but it is not true. Have story. Uh, It just perhaps you haven't yet understood how to to tell your story. And come to think of it, story is the most powerful instrument that, that we have as humanity. So we must learn how to master our story. It is needed in everything that we do, in business, in personal life, in our relationship, in our work, in the military, in psychology, in philosophy, anything at all that that relate to a human being dealing with other human being, storytelling is at the center of it. If, if you know how to tell that story correctly, you don't know the power that you have.
12: Oh wow! First, I want to say um, thank you to Annie for inviting me to the event, and Obehi and Hannah for having it and allowing me to speak. I'm going to take a different approach here like you're talking about separating business stories from personal stories yet from my experience I believe that your personal stories become the business stories and what I mean by that is in in many instances right if people are selling products or you're selling a service it's going to be hard for you to do that unless you become your first client right you become the the product of your product and when when i think about my experience to entrepreneurship like if there's one thing that i that i knew that i could share every new entrepreneur is that vulnerability is essential if you want to make an impact like no people aren't going to share things with you until you share it with them first and i'll share a quick story so i was speaking at an event About money. And I've been the youngest person in over 95% of professional rooms that I've been in. And I was in this room and I could kind of tell just by reading it and what was going on that the conversation was going downhill. And then once I shared the story about how the reason why I got into finance was because I supported my family financially in Hawaii since I was 17 years old, it changed the whole conversation because through your experiences, when people can see that you've been where they've been, it shows that you can show them how to overcome what they're trying to overcome. And I do believe that in many instances, your personal story will become someone else's survival guide that you can use in business to scale and make an impact. So that's what I would say for the conversation, and why I believe storytelling is so powerful is it's almost like you're sharing a piece of yourself with your customer in my industry of finance. Trust is the number one challenge, and I need to get a lot of personal information from people and because I shared a lot about my story and myself, it's made it easy for me to ask the hardest questions because. I've done it first. Uh, thank you for allowing me to speak.
3: Thank you so much for that, uh, Paul. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, now, the the three points that we actually listed for conversation, I think we didn't do enough justice with number three, strategy to adapt storytelling. I don't know if Hannah uh, wants to say anything about that.
0: Sure. Um. Thank you for you know having me here once again. I wanted to highlight something that I believe is such an important part of storytelling. And yes, we could call it a strategy for the sake of this conversation, and that is consistency. Because I believe that we've dwelt a lot on the importance of storytelling and how to tell the story. Um, if you are not consistent in the stories that you're putting out, the impact would be little or none. And so, in whatever that we're doing in regards to storytelling it's important for us to have a consistent approach towards it and um, let these stories be the same because i've also seen a lot of the time where people have contradictory stories about themselves and what that what that does is people can see that i can immediately tell you know it looks a bit sauce just to sound um, you know but the point is be consistent in how you say your story and the the output of your story. So if you're going to be putting out your story, let's say, for instance, every once a week, if you have like a, a very active brand or across your social media pages, the more that you put it out there, the more that people remember it. Because guys, the most important factor in all of this is memorability. If people cannot remember your story, then the mission is lost, then the goal is lost. So I just wanted to add that as a strategy. So in whatever that you're doing, just make your story consistent.
2: Thank you, thank, you. thank you so much, everyone that's shared so far. You know, and uh, I appreciate Paul's points you know, and also Latina's points, uh, you know, which I think relates to what Hannah's saying. Before I, 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 I give you my thoughts on that, Fadila, I see you. Was, I saw a couple more people. Asna Mariam, I see you too. Thanks for joining us. Uh, whether you join us at the beginning of, of, the, of our session or at the end, I appreciate you using the same way every time, right? You know, so how do you how do you tell a story? Strategies to use, and you know, I think you know it, it, we've mentioned it in, in in parts. Like Cara mentioned, uh, it's in very you know, very big parts. You know, I think you know it's it's about being authentic, you not know, telling true stories, which links to Hannah's point about being consistent. You know, this is, the brand storytelling is, is about it's branding. You know, it's, it's what it's what you're, you're remembered for. You know, there's nothing worse than people seeing you in one place. That's one thing and someone else, they will see you again, you're saying something else, you know, even this audio rooms, for example, you know, mm-hmm. people ask me, how, how, do you, how do you do so many rooms? I'm, I tell them, no, here, this, it's not a secret, hey. I've got a point of view, right? Same, same as Paul, same as Angelica, same as Hannah, same as you over here, same as Lonnie, right? we have a point of view. Wherever you see us, we, we'll say the same thing. You know, we'll say the same things wherever we are. That's consistency. That's, what, that's being authentic. That's... Being your true self, you know, you can't, you, know, you can't change your point of view based on where you are. You know, let, let's go back to where, where do we start from? Look, the, the, now think you mentioned this. You know, he sang this song beautifully. What do your tar- what do your customers care about? What do your target market want to know? know, what's their problem? What's the pain point that you can solve? Now, start there. You know, you know. I'm sure Colonel Sanders knows that everyone had, you know, once chicken. That's what's fried chicken. What's the problem that you solve like that? You know, what's the problem that your audience really struggle with? Once you know that, so you can just create, you know, from there, you know, you have a conflict, you have a, a circumstance already, then you can create a conflict You know whether they struggle to fix that problem. That's step two. Step three is, how do you solve that problem for them? And how do you enable them to solve that problem? You know, to, to eat more chicken, in other words, you know, if you carry on with my example you know, and then you know it's, it's by moving yourself out of the situation and you know painting your your clients as the hero, the one who ultimately wins the game, the one the one who you know who you know gets the cream, so to speak, you know the one, the, the hero of, of our story. You know, and then, you know, you're then just seen as a conduit to that success, you know, the salt and pepper to the mill, so to speak. You know, so there's, way, like, there's a simple way to tell stories, which, you know, we, we can learn. You know, I could, I could you no, know, I could elaborate a lot more, but I think there's, the best, better way to do this is say, check out his book. There's a free chapter that you can get. You know, have a read, see whether you what he what he's, he's writing, what he's saying resonates with you, and you can learn strategies there. There's a whole book on business storytelling. You know, that's a, that's a good place to start. You know, it's it, you know, it gives you some 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 ideas, some topics, some you know, some prompts to write your own story. You know, so we you know, it covers everything. We, everything we talked about so far. You now. be authentic, be consistent, be honest. You know, and above, you know, I said, last. what I'll say is, have a call to action, you know, what do I do? I've, now I've heard your story, what do I do next? I see, I see so many people who tell stories and I think, this, now what? Now what, you know, what do I do now? You know, but say a call to action is so important. You have given you know, me something, you know, what do they do next? Do they click here, do they call you, do they DM you, what do they do, go to your website, do something. You know, do not, if you give them nothing, if you don't tell them what to do next, they will do nothing. Don't be surprised by that because you, you didn't tell them what to do. So that's that's how people respond. If I get the mic back to you over here, I want to mention Deborah. Thanks for joining us, Deborah. I, say, I truly appreciate you. I, say, uh, I know we just spoke on DM, so I'm glad you're here. So Olidayo, great to have you here. I know you got your room tomorrow. You know, so the abundance queen. I like that. Now, Rick, thanks for joining us, my friend. So like great to have some of you know, lovely people you amongst us, you know do connect with people around you. Our, t- our time is going, so let's connect now before you miss your chance. I hope I hope that's a good addition over here. Mike, back to you.
3: <laughs>
2: absolutely, absolutely.
3: Uh, yeah, we usually say one hour, but we do do more than one hour because uh, we just cannot ignore the the relevance of what people are sharing here. And of course, we are here just at servant to the people. We are here. For the service so if this story is interesting what we are hearing we just cannot close it like that but of course uh, time is going we, we also cannot hold the time <laughs> forever so yeah we are moving towards the end of it uh, just now uh, yes i also want to remind us like anyone say that yes the book is available on amazon there are five of them uh this is what i've gathered for over 10 years of interviewing different people from here in italy where i live canada uk united states talking to different experts, people in businesses, professors in university, linguistic experts, all of them, including those uh, universities in Africa, have been gathering this information for over 10 years. So what I've put together, what I've learned, i put it together for other people to learn from. This is how this five-part book series actually came about. And of course, when I wrote it in the initial, I wanted to write just one book, only that the information together i don't want to overbore people with over a thousand pages of book to read and because yes it might sound like why not just write uh, like a 20 uh, 200 pages book storytelling is very very complex sometimes it's not as simple as it might appear because there are very many dynamics inside of it that make it work so i needed to explain it we really need to understand it in detail like just breaking it down in very simple way with a lot of illustration, tips and strategies for how to approach it. So that is why the book actually was broken down into five, so that it can be simple for people to get. But the first part is just the basis, the basis of storytelling, because everything starts with the basis. What are the setup of a story? And of course, the one where we are talking today, which is the business storytelling, is the very last part. You don't get to this one until you understand the basis of the storytelling, what are even type of story. What What is story? What is it coming from? What are some instances, some examples? What are the science behind storytelling? Are there psychology behind storytelling? So there are a lot of things that have to do with story. That is why uh, it is important that if you have the possibility, like for example, the other day we finish a room here, a guy just went there and get all the five books and of course he read it when he want. Uh, it's not like... Uh, you are you are forced you must read all the five right now but if you if you feel like take it and read, it's for you. I usually tell people because we also have a training class online all the information are there for you if you really want to for those who want to and of course for those who do not want to they have more than a million excuses why they will never get the book, why they will never take a course online, why they will simply be complaining of every other thing but if you want to you will always find a way. So, yes, get the book there, read it, and of course, share with others. Because I learn from other people, now I'm sharing. You also take it, you read, then you also share with others. The knowledge goes on. It goes, it turns around and around. That is the entire essence of it. Now, we are moving towards the end of it. So, I'm going to ask from the people that are in the room. Uh, I don't know who want to leave us with your final thoughts. In this case, we usually do a few seconds. Let's say 50 seconds of your final thought about uh, what we have discussed today, which is about storytelling, looking at personal storytelling and business storytelling.
9: Fantastic show. I just want to leave all of you with this one idea, and that is you are the expert of your story. So go for it. Get some help writing it and get out there because people really are waiting for you.
3: Thank you so much for that. That is very brief and concise. Straight to the point is very, very clear. Thank you for that. All right, Angelica, we want to hear from you. What is your uh, 50 seconds uh, conclusion of this conversation?
7: You have the opportunity to change a person's thinking, to be positive by the stories that you tell. You give them hope, so why not share it and make a big difference? And that's my share for today. Thank you for letting me speak.
8: Yes. Um, What I like to say is when God has blessed you to be a blessing to somebody else and you understand your assignment, you have no choice but to share. And I know God has blessed me to be a blessing to share information. And that's what I do. And that's your your duty to do. Thank you.
4: Well, as a principal and an educator, I think storytelling is another way we instill the next generation with uh, knowledge and understanding of how to live in this world. So I just want to leave everyone with that. Storytelling is not just for business, not just for life, but it's also for um, for, for growth. So make sure that we continue to grow and always keep that inner child. I loved when she said uh, you know, four years old. So let's keep that, that inner child. Let's go at it, guys.
0: Thank you so much, Lance. The next person to speak is Paul. You have 50 seconds.
10: Thank you.
12: Yeah, I would just say that you're going to learn a lot from conversations with other people, but you're never going to be able to learn more from your story. And I, I'll i close with the quote that I always do when it comes to storytelling is that your story will become someone else's survival guide. If you knew the impact and all the people that you would help, your fears, doubts, everything negative would disappear. Uh, thank you for allowing me to speak.
0: Thank you so much, Paul. We have Carol. Carol, you have 50 seconds. Thank you. Carol,
11: are you there? Yeah, that's uh, all right. I couldn't find the mic. It's okay. I want to say that you hold the pen. You are the author of your story. You hold your pen, write well, and edit often.
0: So much, Carol.
5: Um,
0: Rick, what do you have for us? 50
5: seconds, please. Good morning. Good um, morning. As a leader, I I operate off of an acronym of LEAD, L standing for listen, E for empathize, A for apologize, and D is do what it takes to find a solution. And while you're doing that, my suggestion is to use your stories to get away from the scripted and robotic feel and more of an organic human concept
0: we have thank you thank you rick uh, we have a g what you have for us g?
1: well thank you so much um i want to just encourage everybody to you know keep telling their stories because the only thing that uh make us to change our ways and um, you know, become whatever uh, is a story. Yes, information is not enough to change people, but story. So don't just tell it because you have a product, don't just study because you have a service. Study because you have a life. And um, at every point in time, be able to distinguish between these two kind of story. The first type is the superior story, and the second type is the, the superior story. There is one that is you know for the superior, and there is one that is from the superior. Uh, we are going to go through all this in our lifetime. Enjoy it and um, be the best of it. Thank you.
2: Afalayan, I'm glad you're up on stage. Welcome, welcome, my friend. You got, so you got 50 seconds. Okay, so let, let me make it easy for you. What do you want to say about the link between authenticity and personal storytelling? Uh,
1: thank you for having me on stage. I'd to say a little thing about the business story and personal story. I think they are quite linked. It deals with, it comprises of bit. You have to, the customer has to trust your story story and be authentic and be honest in what you want to the service it's not about it's not about your service you want to render it has to do with what they feel about your business the emotion you generate and the authentic view and the, the feel of what your what your story is about.
6: Thank you
2: so from, from from my point of view if I may add that way I can pass it my back to you and then you can do your thing All right. I think for me, you know, storytelling is about making it is making a legacy, building a, a legacy for, for your business, for you, for, you know, for everything you do. You know, as, as an entrepreneur, you know, the question I always ask myself and my clients is: In ten years' time, twenty years' time, what do, what's, the, what's they going to remember about your business?
8: Hmm.
2: What the stories you're telling? What's, what's the stories you've written? What stories are they going to tell? You know, we, we talk about Apple, we talk about Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and so on, and KFC. What about our businesses? You know, now's our chance to write our stories, tell our stories, and live our stories, much like Afolayan just said. Like authenticity is everything. You know, we have the same chance. Let's do it. You know there's help there's help out there take the help that's out there so if not if not over his books talk to me and Hannah talk to Lonnie you know talk, talk, talk to Angelica you know we write stories every day so and people keep, keep falling up she tells stories as well so sort of for brands so there's people to help you don't just sit there and say i don't know what to do i'll leave you with that thanks everybody thank you so much for that
3: Eddie all right now it's your turn uh, Hannah our beautiful co-host How would you conclude the conversation today? We are about living.
0: Yes, yes. Thanks once again to everyone that's joined us today. We really, really appreciate your presence. I just wanted to add to say that brand storytelling is an art. And just like Lonnie said, outsource, you know, contact a professional. Not everyone can write it and that's okay. You might be gifted in other areas. So outsource, speak to me, speak to any, speak to Obehi. This is what we do and have a pleasant week ahead.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Hanan. I thank you all of you that have participated in this uh, audio live event. It has been a pleasure on my part listening to you. I am a listener. I am just here to listen to the different uh, story that you are sharing and the strategy so that I can also share with other people. That is the essence of it. We are here to learn from each other. Nobody knows it or it doesn't exist. We are all here to learn. So we have the privilege of learning from you today. Please come around next time. We are here every two weeks. Next week, we are going to be talking again about storytelling. We are going to pick another topic that is important for us where we can again learn from ourselves. So join us that time again uh, to learn something about storytelling. If you want to consider uh, getting a copy of the book, it will really be a pleasure to, to hear that and to listen to what you have to say after you have read the book. We really do appreciate that. So it has been a pleasure here on my part. At the count of three, we'll be leaving this room. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate a Review Overhead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.